0: Hello, Real Life family and friends. Pastor Tim here. I'm so excited that you're dialing in to see what God has for you today. And uh, one thing I do want to mention here before we bring the message today is that on March 20th, uh, we have a welcome... Uh, members luncheon so if you're interested in becoming a member of our real-life family I want to invite you to sign up you can click the link that you see on your screen and you can sign up to to uh, come to our welcome luncheon Uh, really we're calling it our membership luncheon so if you're interested in becoming a member of our family come on out and join us on March 20th and we'll share some time together and pursue that possibility but I'm excited today for the message I'm gonna introduce you uh, to Chris Steffen he is one of our elders And uh, God has done a great work in his life, and he wants to share his story with us today. So I want to welcome Chris and thank you for sharing what God has done in his life. And may God continue to redeem each and every one of us according to his will and his good pleasure. Amen.
1: Good morning, Real Life family. Uh, My name is Chris Steffen, and uh, I just want to let you guys know that I am a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and he has redeemed me uh, from the bondage of alcoholism. Uh, It's an honor this morning to uh, bring you a message, to bring you my message, to bring you my real life. Uh, I've been a member here at Real Life since uh, 2007. Uh, It's been a blessing, Uh, it's changed my life to have a church family. Uh, This morning I want to share my testimony with you, a little bit about what uh, my upbringing um, And that had a lot to do with the way I looked at things, the way I looked at myself, and the way I looked at others. Um, So, uh, I'm going to be reading my testimony today. It's going to take a little bit of time. I apologize. I'll be looking down quite a bit to read this. I know it, because I lived it. Uh, I also, I wanted to let you know that I'm sharing this from um, from a place of power in Jesus Christ, not a place of defeat. Uh, I've often shared this testimony before and I I just shared most of uh, the bad stuff in my life. But this time I was able to share a lot of the good stuff and and what a blessing that is to be able to uh, see what Christ has done in my life. It's changed my perspective on a lot of things. Uh, So with that I want to share a little bit on why I'm going to do this. Revelations tells us that he overcome uh, him satan by the blood of the lamb uh, in the word of uh we we overcome it in the word of our testimony i know that i'm a work in progress i'm a little nervous as you can tell uh this is new for me but that's all right jesus god is stretching me and uh, this is where true growth comes from stepping out of our uh, comfort zone so i'm going to pray let's pray Uh, Father God, I just ask you to fill me with your peace and strength during my time of sharing my inventory. I know that you have forgiven me for my past wrongs, my sins. Thank you for sending your son to pay the price for me. I pray that everyone who hears my real life story will know that they are not alone, that they can have freedom. The enemy has meant evil against me, but you, God, can use it for good. I pray for every member of our real-life church. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you. Um, This is my real life. This is my testimony. I grew up in the North End of Flint. I had uh, two brothers and a sister. Uh, My father worked at General Motors. My father taught me how to fish and hunt, uh, things that I enjoy to this day. There was a lot of awesome memories in my childhood. A lot of it was uh, outweighed by some of the wrongs, some of the hurts uh, that perpetuated, uh, that was perpetuated by my father um, and my mother. Uh, My dad was a tool and die maker. His father was a tool and die die maker. I became a a tool and die maker. All three of us worked uh, at General Motors. Uh, My father taught me how to fish and hunt, like I said, that is just an awesome memory that I have that I will cherish forever. Uh, My mother was a stay-at-home mom. She was a great cook. Um, She was a walker and scorer for me in Flint Junior Golf. Uh, We took family vacations every year, uh, something that I look forward to and something that I remember with a lot of fondness today. Um, That was a highlight for me. Growing up in the North End there was a kid in every house. We had enough kids for a baseball team. We spent most of our times down to the park playing pickup ball games. Um, I also played organized ball. Uh, One of the, the best memories for me was winning our championship at Gundry Elementary and then moving to Selby where we won that and then we went to play at Lincoln Park under the lights. Uh, My father and mother both come to that game. It was just a great memory. We lost, but uh, it still was a good memory. Uh, Besides playing in Flint Junior Golf, I just love sports. I love watching them. I love playing them. Uh, It was, uh, it meant a lot to me. I I love to compete. I had some great memories as a child in which I forgot uh, until I did a four step in Celebrate Recovery. Uh, my father and mother, they both drank alcohol, uh, to excess, uh, often. Um, when we celebrated birthdays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, it really didn't matter, there was alcohol involved, which led to many, many uh, arguments, many fights. Uh, many fights that my mom was beat up in, and many times, uh, us kids were uh, belted. Or uh, I, It was just a, a hard time to watch my father go through that. Uh, they both drank on a daily basis. Um, every once in a while they'd give me a sip of their beer. My father uh, scared me when he was drunk. I was petrified of my father. Um, I never put that, those two together. Uh, my dad's drinking and his anger. I just thought it was me. I didn't understand that uh, a lot of the things he did was out of uh, his alcohol abuse and out of um, some of the things of his past, stuff that I had nothing to do with. But as a child, you don't understand that. Um, my mother was a savior to me. She would often save me from my father. Uh, she was also very codependent and she would sneak me out later in my teenage years to, for I could go out and have a good time. Um, you know, I used to get the belt and um, it would be for no good reason. Uh, if we went to bed and um, we had to get up and use the bathroom, I've gotten, I'd i get the belt. Um, I think most of those times it was because of the alcohol. I don't know, but that's all right. I don't have to know today. Um, if we were playing too loud uh, down the stairs in the basement, then uh, He would just pound his foot on the floor and if if we didn't stop, I had got the belt for that. Uh, All of us kids were quite scared of my father. Um, There was always yelling. Um, The kids in the neighborhood called him uh, Trigger and that's because he had a hair trigger. Uh, That was something we did when we were teenagers. I know today uh, that drinking, his uh, drinking negated most of the good things that he did. And there was a lot of good things. He went to work every day. He taught me how to hunt and fish. He taught me to be a man of my word. Uh, He taught me many good things, uh, but I didn't remember those until I took a closer look at my life, a closer look at uh, the things I did. i didn't know why i did some of the things i did but uh i was able to through a testimony through writing it down i was able to um, understand a little bit more and with that understanding came peace you know and when i was 13 years old i went out for the seventh grade baseball team Um, i would have made it i know it i don't know that for sure but i think i would have Um, i just i love playing baseball and uh It was the love of my life. In between the seventh grade year and the eighth grade year, I met a couple of guys. They introduced me to drinking and marijuana. Uh, So I did it. That was the last year that I played baseball. Everything was about drinking and drugging to that point. Um, I didn't like how I felt. I didn't like how... um, and I didn't know why I felt the way I did, but I didn't like it. And I know the drinking and drugging made me feel like I fit in with other people. Um, I was using the wrong thing uh, to get my acceptance and to get uh, uh, a way that I, you know the way I felt. It just was. Uh, I didn't know any different though. That's how I was taught. You know, they, the Bible verse says, uh, "Teach a child in the way he shall go, and he will not depart from it." Well. I think I learned a lot of the drinking and um, stuff from my parents. My friends were all drinking. You know, they uh, all drank and they all smoked. I thought everybody drank. I just thought that's what adults did. That was some of my own wrong thinking. Um, At 14 years old, I got my first girlfriend. Uh, She was uh, the love of my life. It's the first time I had sex. but that didn't last a long time you know i had uh I had my own problems. She left me, she broke my heart uh, looking back upon that, I had a lot to do with that i I did what I wanted to do. I drank and I drugged, and when she left, I was dumbfounded i was, my heart was broken, but going through an inventory once again, I was able to look at uh my part in that and uh so I was able to see that. It wasn't about me, it, uh, some of it was about me, some of it was about her, but it, it ended. Um, but the one thing I did then, is I made a vow never to fall in love again. I would never trust another girl as long as I lived. And for the next eight years, I wouldn't. I lived for drinking I, and drugging, I went to bars. Um, I uh, did a lot of things I'm ashamed of today. I did hire into General Motors. Um, I started an apprenticeship. That was largely due to my father. My father did push me. That was another good thing that I didn't really look at at that time. Um, But it was a blessing in disguise. God was working in my life even when I didn't know it. Um, I was making terrible choices. Um, I didn't know how to make good choices. I just didn't like how I felt and I handled everything with, uh, with drinking. Uh, drinking was my drug of choice. Um, I didn't know how to handle life on life's terms. Everything that upset me, I drank over. But everything that made me happy, I drank over. You know, I loved to fish and I loved to hunt. I, uh, you know, I played ball. I played a little ball after I got out of high school uh, in the Flint uh, City League. So, but you know, everything revolved around my drinking and my drugging. I didn't think I did this because of, I didn't, I just like to do it is what I would say. But looking back upon that now, I was, I've been able to, uh, look at some of the reasons I, if I didn't like how I felt, I didn't like who I was. I, and I got a lot of that from my father. Um, you know, he would always tell me when I would cry that, uh, he would really give me something to cry about if I didn't stop. Um, so I didn't feel like I could even have feelings. Um, so um, like I said, everything I did was, it revolved around drinking. You know, there's so many times that I wished that I could stop or I vowed that I would never drink again, but I didn't know how not to drink. Um, that's just, that's how I lived. It became ingrained in me. And, um, it caused most of, the pro- you know, most of the problems in my life. I tell people that, you know, I, I've been to jail a few times and every time I uh, went to jail, I was drinking. You know, every time I drank, I didn't go to jail, but every time I did go to jail, I was drinking. Um, 1985, I was ready to settle down. Uh, I got married. Uh, my wife was a heavy drinker. I met her at the bar. Soon after, she became pregnant with twins, and I became scared. I was petrified. I didn't know what to do. I knew I, didn't want, I, knew I couldn't uh, be that drinker and drugger or that person that I was running the streets, but I knew that I didn't have the ability to change. My wife uh, had sent her stepson to a church on the north end of Flint there, and I decided to give it a a chance, you know, I went to see what it was all about. That day, November 30th, 1986, I gave my life to Christ. Wow, what a change. It had changed everything about me. I quit drinking and I quit smoking. I quit smoking pot. Uh, I was reading my Bible. I was a new creation. Um, I did quit drinking, you know, but the problem with that is I, I put everybody up on a pedestal at, this, at my church. I thought that you know they're all christians and all i wanted to do is quit drinking quit drugging i wanted to be a better person i didn't know how but when i seen some of their flaws we all have them uh, i had a resentment i uh, left the church Uh, one of the worst decisions of my life in 1991 uh, my dad was diagnosed with cancer but that it was a, it was a terrible thing but i remember in, uh just before he got out of the hospital the very first time my cousin pat came over his dad was a heavy drinker we were very close he led my father in a prayer of salvation my father accepted the lord and he was going to heaven what a glorious day that was um, my brother died in 1991 and my father uh, soon passed away soon again me not having a home church and not having um, some organ, some um, structure in my life, you know? I, I wasn't reading my Bible like I was again. I started drinking just a little bit. I thought I could just drink a little, it would be all right. Uh, soon I was off to the races again, though. I was right back to where I was. Um, everything I did involved revolved around drinking again, and I was drinking to excess. Me and my fight, wife was fighting. Uh, there was something that came up in our marriage and, and I did not know how to handle it again. That's, uh, I just, I, I didn't take it to the Lord. What I did is I went out drinking. I was very upset. That um, was seven, or 1997, August 13th. That day was uh, the worst day of my life. I was in an auto accident and a man lost his life. Um, it was hard, it was very hard. But you know, the one thing I knew, I had to go back to Christ. I knew that I couldn't do this on my own. After about four months, I remember realizing that, you know, if I went to prison, it was going to be all right. I had AA and I had God, and I could have floated away. This, the circumstances of my life didn't seem to matter anymore. You know, I used to worry about paying bills, I worried about my kids. I didn't worry about that stuff anymore. I mean, my freedom was going to be taken, and I was scared. So, you know, once again, my back was against the wall and I, I went to the one person, the, uh, my savior, Jesus, and uh, what a change he made in my life again. All my problems weren't gone, but he gave me the courage to um, face them a little bit. You know, um, I was in denial. I didn't even know that I really, how to quit drinking. I didn't know why I drank. Um, it was, uh, that my drinking was only a symptom, you know? It, I just, I had some really bad thinking in the way I looked at things. Um, I knew I didn't like how I felt. Um, but I was, you know, my thinking got me to that place. I was the God of my universe. And I thought I could think, I always thought I was right. I, I thought that, um, I knew what was best for you. I knew it was best for me. Uh, I would I would often jo- joke with my wife that, you know, I wouldn't be arguing with you, be- uh, if I didn't know I was right. And I realized today that my truth was not the truth. There is the truth. That one is God. Um, that's that's the Son of God, Jesus Christ. Um, you know, I had to let go. Uh, you know, I got to AA and people told me that I couldn't have the first one. I needed some good orderly direction in my life. Um, and I was willing to listen to others today, that day. Um, you know, uh, Romans seven eighteen. for I know that good itself does not dwell in me. That is my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is right, but I cannot carry it out. What a struggle you know, uh, not knowing what to do yourself, but to know that I only had to do it one day at a time and God would take care of me. Christ in my life was my salvation. You know, I was told simple things to keep it simple. You know, when I was quitting drinking, you know, to do it one day at a time, you know, that it wasn't the sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth beer that got me drunk. It was the first one that I couldn't have the first one. Those are those are simple, simple things, but I didn't know uh, how to do that. So by letting others speak into my life and, and I was I was able to change one day at a time. 2 uh, Corinthians 10, 4, and 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. It was time to start letting the Bible, the Word of God, dictate... Uh, the things that I should do, what is good, what is pure. Um, You know, I had to to learn, you know, I had to admit that I had an issue, but I also had to trust God. Um, So, you know, I I found out, you know, my best thinking got me drunk and boy, can I think. I can overthink anything. I still have a problem with overthinking and overanalyzing things. I could justify everything. I had an answer for everything. Um, I was trusting in the flesh. I was trusting in my best thinking. My best thinking got me dr- drinking. Um, I judged everything according to the flesh, according to the world. I didn't know how. You know, I didn't know how to quit drinking. Um, in Matthew six thirty-four, Jesus tells us to live one day at a time. We have enough problems for that day. Uh, he tells us not to worry about tomorrow. These are, these are simple things, but I never, ever thought that, uh, you know, by me being the God of my universe, I never I never listened to anybody else, and I certainly didn't read the scriptures. Um, but I come to why my, my testimony today, my inventory. Why did I do that? Well, for one thing, I was told, uh, I was, uh, you know, and another thing, the Bible tells us to do that. You, you know, Lamentations 340, let us examine our ways and test them and let us not return to the Lord. I don't know about you, but I had a lot of baggage. Some of it was good, some of it was bad. Some brought me shame. If I was to say sober, I needed to rid myself of some of the junk in my trunk. Others have hurt me. My father was a big one. My first girlfriend uh, hurt me. In looking at my life, I realized that I had a part in all of it—perceived abuse, real abuse, things that should have never been done to me. Some of it was my fault. Some of it wasn't. Isaiah one hundred eighteen tells us, uh, "Come." Let's talk this over, says the Lord. No matter how deep the stains of your sins, I can take it out and make it as clean as freshly fallen snow. Even if you are stained as red as crimson, I can make you white as wool. Awesome. What a scripture that is. You know, we're never too far gone. You know, God can always take our testimony. He can always take our mess and make it a message. And, and that's what uh, I'm trying to do today. I'm trying to take and, and let someone out there that they're not alone, that we all have uh, a mess. We all have issues in our life, you know? But there is one that has all power, that one is God. That's Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior today. You know, other people, I, had a, I, I really had a hard time with letting other people speak into my life uh, since I was such a know-it-all. Um, but James 5, 16 tells us, therefore, confess your sins to one another, praying for one another. So you may be healed. These are some truths, the truths of the word of God that I stand on today. These are the things that are getting me through daily. My life has changed so much for the better. I, I just, uh, I, I just can't explain it. You know, God is good, isn't he? Uh, James 4.10 tells us to humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Uh, like I said, letting others speak in your life is often hard. Uh, the Bible does tell us iron sharpens iron. Um, so coming to Lamb of God Church in the beginning, and now called Real Life, uh, it gave me some structure uh, to live by, I, uh, to get in life groups, to uh, come up in the way of the Lord. And, and, you know, I've been asked to be a member of, or to be a leader in the Celebrate Recovery uh, ministry um, at the Lamb of God Church here, or the real life. I have a hard time with that, excuse me. Um, you know, I could always see your faults more than I could see my own. So when looking at my, I've never examined my life. It was hard. And, um, you know, they they had a saying in AA that if you spot it, you got it. And to some extent, that is true. Matthew 5, 3 tells us, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in yours? Well, today I look at the plank in mine. I can only take care of my side of the street. I try to do what's best, uh, mainly for my family, for me, but, and follow what Jesus has plans, his plans for me. Uh, sometimes how I see it is not how it is, and I need others to be able to uh, speak into my life to show me, but I've got to share myself with them. We were made for relationships. Um, I had to clean house. I had to look at myself. I had to look at my uh, character defects. I had to look at my shortcomings, and boy, I had a lot. But once I was able to look at them and look at them open and honestly, I was able to uh, go to those people and make some amends, or at least try to to apologize for some of my actions. That's all I could do is, is my part in it. I couldn't, I can't do their part in it. Some of them didn't want to hear it. That's all right. I did my part. I could walk away with a, a clean conscience today. I did what God told me to do. Um, Luke six thirty one. do to others as you would have them do to you. It was time for me to make amends. And some people are dead. I didn't have a chance to do that, but I wrote them letters. Um, I wrote letters to my mom and dad because I had some parts in that too. You know, some of the reasons I probably got a few spankings was because of the things I did. I know they were. God is showing me more about myself every day. I know I'm a work in progress. I'm not perfect, but I'm striving. I'm striving to be the person that God would have me be. Uh, He is showing me his grace and love. What an awesome God we serve. He is showing me his truth and love. Today I shared a short testimony, a little bit about my life. Um, It's not near all of it. I shortened it up quite a bit. Uh, in the past, when I would share a testimony, like I said, I would just share the bad stuff, but some of that good stuff is, is really good stuff. And it, it makes me look at a little differently at my life. Um, when I did my first testimony, since I didn't do that, there were some really awesome things that come to light. You know, I, I know I'm selfish and self-centered in a lot of ways, but in 1991, I told you my father accepted the Lord. I called my, bro- my cousin Pat, his father had died of alcoholism. Uh, Christian man, I love him to death. He came right up to the hospital and he uh, shared the message with my father and led him in a prayer of salvation. My father's in heaven today. I'd never really thought about that. You know, and then when I was attending, uh, it was Lamb of God then, real life now. Uh, ben Hobson, Phil Brown, two awesome, awesome guys, two men of God that I love dearly. Uh, they would come up and see my mom in the hospital. She had cancer. And my mom was a great woman. She uh, loved people, she loved to cook for people. Uh, she didn't understand, she could always say, I don't know why I have to confess Jesus in order to go to heaven. She thought that her goodness was gonna get her to heaven. Uh, I wish that was the case, but you know, it was probably a week before she passed, I called Ben and Phil, and uh, being humble servants of God, they came right over. They led my mom in uh, salvation that day. What a glorious day that was. Uh, So, you know, by looking back and seeing some of these things, when it's not all about me, You see some really good stuff, but it also, there's some some deep hurts, some deep roots in my heart that I'm still working on today. Um, You know, learning uh, what I have today and understanding that uh, God shows me grace. He shows me uh, that he loves me. I'm worthy, that I am the head. I'm not the tail. You know, I listen to who God says I am today. Um, but through his love, I'm able to love others. I'm I'm able to love my mom and my dad. Like I said, my father uh, was a big influence in my life and I didn't know it, but I was so scared of him that that's all I seen. There was so much good in that man. You know, he was a World War II veteran. He uh, served in World War II in the Pacific. He's seen a lot of things. He had post-traumatic stress. He was violent. He drank alcohol. But you know, I love him. And God shows me grace. I need to show him a little grace. The best thing in my life that I have ever done is give my life to Jesus Christ. It uh, has truly changed me. Our God is an awesome God. You know, I'd love to share with you right now a prayer. An invitation, an invitation to salvation, and I hope you heard something today that leads you to Christ. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for demonstrating your love towards us while we were still sinners. I know that I have fallen short of the glory of God. I thank you for freely justifying me through your grace, through the redemption of your Son, Jesus Christ. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, and that you, Father, raised them from the dead. I give my life today to you, Jesus. Amen. If you prayed this prayer of salvation, then you are on your way to heaven. Um, thank you. I just want to close with a prayer, too. Father, um, God, thank you for your love. Help us to love others. Holy Spirit, lead and guide and direct us into your truth, not our truth, Father. Help us to show others grace. Help us to love others as you love us, Father. Help us to be the people that you called us to be. Help us to take your message to other people, to tell them what Jesus has done in our life. Thank you, Father. Grace be with you. Amen.
0: Well, I want to thank Chris for sharing and opening his heart uh, to us today. It's really difficult sometimes, you know, to share uh, those types of things with other people. But I am so thankful for what Jesus has done in Chris's life and what he's done in my life and what he is and can do in your life. And I want to continue to encourage you to turn to Jesus. There isn't any hurt that he can't heal There isn't any pain he can't, you know, uh, change for us. He is our redeemer. He's our savior. He's our healer. He is our Lord. I pray that you just continue to draw near to him uh, and find everything you need in him. So again, thank you, Chris, for sharing that with us. I want to pray a blessing on you now. Uh, Love you. Hope to see you soon. But let let me close this video with the Lord's blessing, okay? And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace in his name. Amen. Amen. Love you guys.